Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat have changed commercial photography in extremely radical ways. It's been a gradual change. I think I would maybe put it along the lines of when film and digital photography started. So what works in digital media nowadays when everyone has a mobile and can take good quality photos? It's very subtle tricks that will help engage that customer. It's not a product shot anymore. It's not uh, something on a white background. It's not something particularly staged, but people take their own photos. So they want the professional version of that. But what can a professional photographer do that you or I can't? Is it just about the camera? You are never going to get the clarity from an iPhone that you'll get from a, a really decent professional camera. And then there's the skill of how to take a photo. Each photograph that's taken is designed. It's thought about the composition, the lighting, the, the props. Every element of that photograph has been designed. Andy Sutton has been a commercial photographer for 15 years. He specialises in product and lifestyle photography. And on today's show, he's going to reveal some of his secrets. Oh yeah, and... He ain't he's my That's all coming up after this. This is Digital Download, a podcast that explores the latest thinking in digital communications, PR and social media. Here's your host, Paul Sutton. So how are things in the in the world of photography at the moment? Very good, very interesting, very different. Uh, things have changed over the last 12, 18 months, maybe more, two years, as a result of digital and social media, I think. Yeah, which is where we picked up a conversation a couple of weeks ago and how, how this kind of came about is because you were asking me about, well, explaining to me about how your business has been changing and do you just want to cover that off? I mean, how have things been changing in that last sort of 18 months or so? I think it's not been very clear to see it. It's been a gradual change. I think I would maybe put it along the lines of when film and digital photography started so the changeover from from film to digital was a, a slow change which i guess in a result for my business but everyone picked up a, a, a digital camera everyone picked up a phone that could take a photo yeah. and clients started to use those instead of using professional photography and i think it has been the same with social media i think everybody has a digital camera everybody has an iphone or something that can take a decent photo and they're using those to post images on social media whether it's facebook or instagram yeah so from a commercial photographer's perspective then has that impacted your business in a in a majorly negative way it's evolved it's an evolution really it's changing so we're we're seeing clients wanting different things they're trying different things and it's a case of seeing what happens and then results in them coming back to us they are coming back okay now. so as i said with with digital and film was the same thing everybody had a camera they took photos they used them on their advertising platforms they tried them for a little while then they realized it wasn't working as well as the professional photography and I think that is going to be the same course with digital and social media. I think that's matching up with what I'm seeing, actually, because certainly it has been the case from a, a social perspective, things that I've been observing either with my clients or with, with other brands out there, that a lot of them are trying their own photography, but perhaps not getting the results 
that they they want from it. And so you might be right in there's a cycle there where people just start coming back to you to fill that gap where perhaps they're missing at the moment. Yeah. So those people coming back to you now, because this is something we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. What are they coming back to you and asking you for now? It's quite interesting because, again, that's evolved. People are thinking about what they're putting on social media a bit more. It was very easy for someone with an iPhone just to take a snap and just put it straight on Instagram or straight onto Facebook. And that was not necessarily as a business thing. That was a social thing. That was a personal thing. And then that kind of evolved into a business platform. But now they're coming back and, and wanting... I think people have worked out what works. I mean, this is a question for you, I guess, but people are working out that certain images are working better than others, certain films are working better than others. So I guess the evolution of the cinemagraph, which is a, it's a moving image, yeah. it's a still image which has a moving element in it, which is a constant cycle. So it goes on forever and ever. That is something that the, the clients are coming back and asking for. They're asking for short 15 second Instagram videos, which are teasers maybe, or something very inspirational. They're asking for images to fit across all of the social media platforms and all the different formats, such as the square for Instagram, and etc, etc. But one thing I would say is the main phrase for all of this is lifestyle. It's not a product shot anymore. It's not uh, something on a white background. It's not something particularly staged, although obviously in my world I do stage these things, but they want the output to be something that is lifestyle, that is inspirational, that is real, because people take their own photos. So they want the professional version of that. Yeah, which is probably... that probably completes that cycle when people were going away and experimenting with themselves they were able to take pictures that sort of lifestyle imagery wanted but not getting the professional look that perhaps you can provide and now they're coming back wanting the stuff that they could do themselves but actually to look good absolutely it is and it's you know the professional side of things each photograph that's taken is designed it's thought about every element of that photograph has been designed and built to fit to to a profile that it needs to be used so whether what type of advertising it's for so the composition the lighting the the props that are in there anything is designed to trigger or engage with the customer the client whoever it is that we're trying to sell to yeah okay from your perspective then as a professional commercial photographer what do you think actually makes a good image for a brand on the likes of instagram or facebook what is it that singles out an image that looks great and works and from those that don't uh again it it depends on the client it depends on the product but it needs to have enough elements to engage to spark something on the person that's seeing it social media is too quick it's too instant it's too throwaway now so it has to be it has to engage very quickly it has to invoke a thought process that makes that person either want to go to that company that buy that product so it's very subtle tricks that will help engage that customer so okay. maybe it's a very shallow depth of field so having the product in the foreground that's nice and sharp and clear lit very very well and then the background is nice and soft and out of focus but the elements in the background fit with the product in the foreground okay do you think that differs from 
let's call it conventional photography from the sort of stuff you've been doing for for many years do you think the the approach to the photography you're being asked to produce now is is different difficult to say slightly it needs to be quick it needs to be instant it needs to be put there it needs to be seen and then it's the potential of it disappearing down the bottom of the page or thrown away and then another one appearing so nowadays i really do think about every element of that photograph to make sure that that quick view is enough to sell that product. Now, obviously in advertising, that was always the case. You don't want an image that's not gonna be used in its best to, to sell a product, to engage with a client or a customer. I think it's just trying to get more into a smaller area, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously you take Instagram as an example. Things have got to be produced for a square, for example, and Instagram is viewed on a mobile phone. So the size of the image is, is very small. And, and I can understand that trying to get across something in that is takes a lot of skill well yeah i mean you know you think about it i mean how many massive billboards do you see these days 48 sheets where you would um, use an extremely high resolution camera you would have a lot of space you obviously people view it from further away but it generally wasn't always a massive amount going on in an image like that whereas but i think one of the things you see now with the social media if it is on your phone i mean people's phones are getting bigger great and their tablets are getting bigger and it's a lot clearer it's a lot sharper which is great but when you when you take a picture you know sometimes i would zoom out of that picture so i can see it very small on my screen because that's sometimes how someone's going to view it so you either don't want to overcomplicate things or you want to make sure that there's enough information in there that obviously is going to inspire that customer. There is a quite a lot to think about. I mean, especially with these cinemagraphs when you've got something moving in, in an image on a very small screen, you've got sometimes you can't even quite see what that is. So that needs to be thought about. Yeah, cinemagraphs are um, an interesting thing. I mean, I've been aware and have used them for probably three years now, I guess. But I haven't seen that many recently. And I, I don't know why that would be because I think when they're done well, they're a fantastic use of effectively video really it's a still image but with a, a moving element to it but it looks different to other images out there when you're scrolling through an instagram feed for example yeah and that sort of thing catches people's eyes yeah and then, and this that's purely what it's about isn't it you've got just got to catch someone's an eye you've got to um get them engaged with you instantly very quickly so i'm guessing like someone's on an instagram profile you, they really need to have a mixture of these, of these kind of 15-second teaser films, the cinemagraph, the images. But, you know, that's the one thing you see with Instagram is when you open that page up, you may see 9, 12 images. Now, it's not purely about each one of those images. Sometimes it's about all of those images because when they're all together in that grid, they can look really attractive. So there were some clients, I've just done a photo shoot where we've done 15 images to go on one platform. So on uh, when someone opens their page, they see one image that's chopped into 15. But actually, that was 15 images taken separately into a grid. So when you click on each one of them, it turns into a 15-second film. Okay. When you see it on your mobile device or wherever you see it, it looks like one image. Lots of things like that which have never really been thought about are now something that makes people stop. I mean, it's very visual, it's very impactful, and as soon as you open it, it's there in front of your face. So, yeah, it, you know, you can't help but not just press one of them and, and watch it. You've got to press them all, because once you've done one, you need to know what's behind all the rest of them, really. It's like opening an advent calendar, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Is that on, on Instagram, that particular use? Yes. Can you give us the Instagram handle so people can go and have a look? That will be on SanDisk Europe. Okay. 
What's your view on the kind of DIY approach to the likes of Instagram, for example? So you've talked about how um, maybe brands have gone away from using a commercial photographer and then are coming back because perhaps the photography that they have been creating just isn't up to the standard that they're used to. What's your opinion of brands and companies who are are doing photography themselves at the moment? I think everybody's got to got to try it. They've got to try it. They may find it works. It may save them money. So why not give it a go? Don't risk your advertising by trying it too much to the point where actually it's just a failure. But I think the evolution of this is a new thing and it has to be tried. So you do have to try to see if you can do it your own way. What is good for me is, you know, okay, it's not great that the clients sometimes disappear for a bit, but when they come back, they understand the value of what I do, what a professional does. And sometimes it's one of those things that, you know, if it's not my job, then I don't really need to be doing it because someone else does that job much better than I do. Sure. I think everybody has a camera, everybody has an idea of what they want. If someone is maybe uh, an amateur photographer, has got a good eye, has got the ability to create a good composition, thinks about lighting, thinks about everything else, also has the ability to use things like Photoshop, crop their images, then great. If you can basically compose a photo, if you can get the clarity in the right place, if you can get the right depth of field and the lighting right, give it a go, see what happens. And it saves the company money and everybody needs to save money these days. I don't think it's wrong. I just think they've got to know when to say, actually, this isn't working. Sure. So, I mean, you've touched on quite a lot of points there, you know, composition and lighting and the ability to post-produce an image as well once it's taken um, and the clarity of the shot and all of that sort of stuff. I guess that's really what the big difference is between a shot taken by a professional with a a decent camera and someone with an iPhone, for example. Yeah, absolutely. An iPhone, you know, every year a new iPhone comes out, the new Android phone comes out, they take really good photos. I don't dispute that at all. The only thing I would say is you're limited there are so many apps which are great. There are filters which you can use on Instagram or, or different apps. So you can get a style of photography. You can get a look and a feel very instantly, which is great. So there's always the ability to, to have a good, clear photo, put some filters on, and it looks great. Now, what will happen is the more that you use that, you'll start to realise that maybe there are slight differences and things missing from these photos that maybe you would like to have. Now... If you've got a small item and you, you, you want a shallow depth of field, maybe the iPhone's not going to give you that. You've just got to try it out. You've got to try and focus your camera, your phone, on your product and see what happens with your background. Move further away, try and zoom in, move closer, zoom out. And have a play with it, really. You are never going to get the clarity from an iPhone that you'll get from a, 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 you know, a really decent professional camera. Yeah, that's why you would come to someone like me because I've spent the money on extremely good cameras which when you see those pictures on the screen you go wow that's quite different and then there's the skill of how to take a photo how to compose a photo and when you put that all together it's a it's a different entity altogether yeah okay so there's kind of the two sides I suppose there are the people who or the brands out there that perhaps don't have the the money to invest in photography and need to do things themselves and there are those who are perhaps looking for help with photography from from a, a specialist so taking the first of those 
Have you got any tips for how those people who perhaps don't have a, a budget to invest in a photographer, anything, any tips to make their images look the best they can in social media? I think it's really is just to constantly play with whatever camera you've got, whatever phone it is, trying different things. I mean, the problem is there's so many diverse areas and subjects that we can cover. So, you know, each one has to be treated slightly differently. It depends what your product is. It depends how big it is. But I guess the main thing is try and think that you are trying to engage with your customer. What do they want to see? You want not to create a product shot you want to create a lifestyle environment you want something that's inspirational so you know your product you know what you're trying to sell you know you're trying to engage with just make sure that every element of that image helps engage with them like i said if you try try putting your finger on the screen of the iphone and, and actually point focusing it maybe try using a, a a stand or a tripod that you can clamp it so there isn't any movement in it and then you may be able to slowly adjust exposures with that try the focusing try and get in zooming in pulling out getting closer or further away from your subject and seeing what works best the more you play with it the the, the more you'll understand what works and what doesn't this is this is what happens with digital photography um with film you had to be a professional knew what you were doing with digital photography everyone could take a picture see what's happened on the screen and then adapt to, to make it a better photo. That was the quick learning curve. And this is the quick learning curve of an iPhone. This is the quick learning curve of social media. When you post these images, you see what happens. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, for me, you know, all, all of this sort of leads back to you in, in how this professional photography has impacted your side of things, how people do react with it, what what do you see on Instagram, on Facebook with your clients? Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, we've worked together on, on a client that the results have been fantastic from being able to use some professionally produced photographs, have just seen the, the, the yeah. engagement on their social channels. And as a result, the sales through the company have, have gone up drastically as a result, partly of the photography, which is testimony itself to the, to the value of employing someone who, who knows what they're doing, really, because we would never have got those results without without your input on that one when it when it comes to people who are I guess looking for help with photography so they might come to you for example and talk to you about what they need again how, how do they go about doing things and keeping the costs of that down we were talking about this this uh, client we worked on together we came up with a, a way of imposing images product images onto backgrounds which keeps the cost down for them are there any other little tricks that you've, you've come across that people can use i mean i think that's one of the best ones come up with because i mean i, I keep bringing it i will keep saying that word it's lifestyle you want a lifestyle image you know and i've been thinking about this a lot recently with social media and actually with my photography i am a lifestyle photographer you know and and so and it did take a while to realize that in a way because actually everybody seems to want lifestyle images yeah now more and more so these days, especially with social media, it has to be lifestyle. Yeah. So that's what they need to create, trying to make it cost effective. I mean, I try to make everything cost effective for clients, but it's difficult sometimes. This is the other problem. Social media is too quick. It's it here today, gone tomorrow, or or it's, someone looks at it and they don't need to look at it anymore. So actually, when you need you need a high turnover of imagery, you need something different. You might need something different every day. You know, that, that could be 20 to 30 images a month, which is going to be costly. Yeah. So it does need to be cost effective. Maybe it is using some of your own imagery on iPhones and using some professional photography. But if you're going to do that, 
be very, very careful because the, your imagery has to be of high quality. It has to look good. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the best way I've come up with so far, which was with, with the client that we worked on, which is, is to have the background imagery as your lifestyle element, which we shot, you know, a day shoot was to, to, to sort of get this bank of imagery and then to shoot the, the product, the brand's product and artwork it into that background environment, which, which looks like a, you know, it was shot in that environment. But um, that way you can do it very quickly and, and so more, much more cost effective for the client. Right. Okay. Well, thanks very much for your time. Um, really appreciate you helping me out here with, with this particularly challenging topic, I think, for a lot of people on social and digital media. If people want to get hold of you, where can they find you? It's Captured Image Photography. I'm in East Sussex and Kent, uh, capturedimagephotography.co.uk. Lovely. Okay. Well, thank, thank you again for your time. And yeah, I hope everyone's found this really useful. Thank you. Thanks for your time. If you've enjoyed today's show, you should check out Digital Download Live, the interactive digital marketing conference for PR, comms and digital media professionals. It's happening on the 26th of April in London, and we'll be covering many of the topics addressed in this podcast, including developments in influencer marketing, artificial intelligence, Facebook marketing, messaging and voice recognition. You can find more information and book tickets at digitaldownload.training. And you can contact me on Twitter where I'm at the Paul Sutton or by email at paul at paulsutton.co. Thanks for listening.